0: coordinates the support of industry leaders such as General Mills, Cargill, DSM, Beulah, and the Hershey Company to help African processing companies enhance the nutritional value of foods. The independent non-profits consortium of industry volunteers supply expertise from facility design to product development to providing the technical and business know-how that African food companies need to grow. Strengthening the middle of the value chain has a ripple effect, reinforcing markets for smallholder farmers and giving Africans access to more nutritious food, rather critical with more than 146 million people going hungry, according to latest statistics. We chat to Johnson Karahu, East African Programme Director for PFS, to find out more. Johnson, thank you so much indeed for joining me today. The pandemic, the current cost of living crisis, continual violence throughout Africa and disruption to the supply chain and crippling drought means the continent has seen some of the highest inflation of food prices in the world. Can you tell us more?
1: Thank you for that for that question, yes, all these are very real challenges that the continent uh, is going through, and uh, we should also remember that uh, the continent has always had challenges, especially in uh, nutrition and food insecurity. Uh, and I think the current uh, global happenings and over, uh, ever-changing climate uh, are just exacerbating that uh, challenge that has been there before. Uh, we've seen riots in some countries, uh, Kenya being an example. We've seen uh, riots in other in other countries in uh, in Africa. We've Mm -hmm. uh, recently seen uh, invasions. We had uh, people invading private property and stealing uh, food. Uh, We've seen uh, people invading pieces of land and uh, starting to cultivate. And I think it's a high time that uh, stakeholders in this space double down their efforts uh, to try and address the the challenges facing the people to give them more hope. Um, And I think it's also a high time when the governments um, in different in different countries in Africa put their money where their mouths are. Because if this is not addressed, I can o- only imagine uh, that it, it will become worse in the years ahead.
0: What is the current situation with uh, food inflation in Kenya, where you are based?
1: It's bad. And that's one of the reasons why there were, there were the riots. So we've seen, for example, um, you know, uh, Prices for uh, maize flour, which is one of the staple, it's uh, the main staple food, um, almost double in the last uh, less than less than two years. So you you can imagine, I mean, a lot of people who uh, earn, say, one and a half dollars are are being forced to, um, you know, to buy a packet of flour at uh, close to two dollars, which is basically unsustainable. So it's really bad. Mm Um, and we've gone through, you know, five uh, failed the seasons con- consecutively. So, and and you know, rivers drying up, and uh, you know, the, uh, the 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 production of food really um, hitting rock bottom. So the the inflation is really bad, and it will take it will take a couple of uh, uh, seasons of production for it to be uh, to be addressed.
0: Can you give us some facts and figures? How hunger is actually impacting the continent?
1: Yeah, I mean. Y- We've we've seen suffering, and the figures that we're we're getting are in their in their millions. We have like in the Horn of Africa, uh, we have close to 20 million people uh, who, um, who who are food extremely food insecure. We got like in Kenya, about 10% of uh, the population, over four million people are needing um, you know food assistance. So that basically means they they don't have anything to eat. Uh, so that's about 10% of the population. Uh, we have uh, a significant population, and I, I would guess about another 10% who uh, who live on a single meal a day. So it's a it's, it's a dire situation um, in the in the entire continent.
0: So can you tell me about partners in food solutions and how you are working to alleviate the suffering?
1: Good yeah Partners in Food Solutions is an independent uh, non-profit organization and we work with uh, the the companies food companies in Africa in sub-Saharan Africa that has the uh, the highest potential for growth so we call them high potential uh, clients but these are businesses that are very promising um, they are in various chains they have uh, proven a business um uh, the, the that the business that they are in they, they understand what they're doing but they are facing specific challenges. So we uh, identify those businesses. We have a consortium of uh, seven leading uh, global food companies um, that work with us and support us with expertise. So we have uh, people on the ground, uh, PFS um, uh, field staff, once they identify these companies, they engage Uh them, they understand their challenges. They could be technical or business challenges. And then they come up with a roadmap of how these challenges can be solved. Once that is done, we go back to our partner, uh, corporate partners, uh, the seven global companies that I've uh, I've mentioned before. We get experts and uh, attach them, match them to these challenges. It could be challenges in uh, uh, food safety, could be challenges in developing new products, could be challenges in how to um, access markets, it could be challenges in... uh, uh, product development and improving the products they have. So that that will be solved. Uh, they will help that solve. As as these companies that we support in, in Africa and Sub-Saharan Africa grow, they are able to uh, supply more affordable, uh, more nutritious and safe foods to the markets uh, that they are they're, they're in and they operate in. And the companies in the, in the last say couple of years have supplied billions of uh, servings of safe, uh, nutritious and more affordable foods. And and the other impact, positive impact in the in the value chains is these companies need more raw materials. So they become markets uh, for mm-hmm. uh, the farmers and smallholder farmers. So positive impact uh, throughout the value chain as a result of us focusing in the middle of that the, the specific value chain and helping that, that company and those companies uh, grow and become more vibrant
0: right as you mentioned um, most of your work is done through a network of volunteers corporate partners donors and ecosystem partners can you tell us more about who they are and their involvement
1: good question so yeah so we have seven corporate partners um general Mills, which is um, a consumer goods uh, company in the us that's uh, global in uh, has presence in uh, different parts of uh, north america as well as uh, america and uh, south america and europe We got Cargill, which is a huge global uh, ingredients company. Uh, We got Arden Mills, Uh, this is one of the largest millers in the world. Um, We got the Hershey Company, Uh, this is uh, more in the chocolate uh, value chain. We -hmm. got Biola, which is an equipment company in uh, in Europe, in Switzerland. We got the Royal Dutch DSM, or the DSM, as we we call them, and this is a micronutrient, and um, fortificants, and vitamins, and minerals uh, processor in Europe, and JMS Marker in the U.S. So these are the com- the, the corporate partners, and they, they support us with uh, the one the, the 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 operations supporting the operations, you know, especially in a HQ. Um, and they also they are also the source of all the uh, the volunteer experts that uh, support the, the, the PFS work and that help the companies in Africa solve uh, th- their problems. So, in in um, in, in, in total, uh, they have a combined um, expertise of uh, over 800 uh, years of uh, experience in the food in the in the food industry. So, we pride ourselves in being able to solve any uh, challenge that uh, food processor in Africa would be, safe, would be facing at any time.
0: Can you tell us a little bit more about some of the um, programs that you are working on at the moment, such as the baby food in Nigeria, uh, the sunflower oil in Kenya, and the palm oil in Rwanda?
1: Yeah, we have. I mean, we, we, as you say, we we support many many value chains, and the the the, the, the project that we are uh, we focus on will depend on the needs so the, of of a specific company. So, for example, in in Kenya, where I sit, we have, you know, companies in uh, in, in milling. So if a company is doing milling and they would like to improve on the quality of their flour, so uh, that would be a project. Uh, And we will Mm -hmm. get uh, a milling expert to support in that. So if they would like to uh, control their quality, um, for example, in this region, we have a big problem with aflatoxin. So if they would like to set up a system to control aflatoxin either by... Uh, buying equipment to dry their grain or setting up a lab or getting training in in solving that, then that that will be the the, the project for that particular uh, food company and we'll we'll get experts who have expertise in that. So um, another example, using a different uh, value chain. So if um, in in dairy, a company is uh, having challenges with the spoilage of milk or uh if they'd like to develop a new um a, a new product uh, or if they would like to rebrand and uh, communicate in the market those those are the areas that we would work work on as a specific as a specific project in oil processing we yes we have worked uh in oil processing um and and it it all depends on on the need it could be and we have worked with many oil processors. it could be that the the company is looking at improving their processes so we get uh, an oil processing expert to look at where they are, uh, where is this company at, identify the gaps or that are bringing the challenges, and then help the company close those those gaps. The other thing that we've done is um, in, in countries where the fortification of oils um, has been mandated and it, it's become mandatory at a law to fortify. Uh, most of the companies, especially the mid-sized companies, didn't have the the know-how of how to do that. So we we'll, we'll get an expert would look at that and say this is the equipment that you need uh this is uh the process that you need to um to apply or the improvements in the process that you need to put in place and these are the tests that you need to do to make sure that you're fortifying the oil as required mm-hmm. with, with regards to baby food it could be a different aspects. uh could be aspects of formulation so how do you formulate uh a product that is uh uh, nutrition, addressing the needs of uh, of the of the baby, uh, and also taking care of all the, the safety aspects, because these are these are vulnerable group of the population. So the safety is, uh, is is paramount. So we will come come up with a with a system, a very robust system that looks at the the ingredients and the processes and the controls throughout the system, um, and also in the packaging and distribution to make sure that whatever gets out there is one addressing the the safety needs um, mm-hmm. and is addressing the uh, the nutrition needs of the of the baby
0: I was going to ask you about fortifying obviously it's going to be different in different countries but is Africa on the whole on track with its fortifying projects
1: we are not I mean I don't I don't think any of the of the countries is on on track I know they 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 at different uh, levels, as you say, I mean, there are some countries that uh, passed the mandatory fortification laws like uh, 10 years ago. Uh, for example, in Kenya, it was passed in uh, in 2012, so it's been over 10 years. Um, we've been uh, we, we've we've had registered some successes, as, especially in uh, some of the products such as uh, edible oils, and there are mm-hmm. reasons for that. Uh, registered some uh, successes um, in uh, wheat flour again. Uh, there are reasons for that, we've been struggling with uh, maize flour fortification, and that's uh, that's critical uh, because this is a main main staple. So we've seen close to fifty percent compliance with uh, with fortification, uh, but we still have a journey. So we as SPFS we are working on several projects uh, to uh, support that with uh, with other partners. Um, and, and the good thing is that there has been uh, growing a buy-in um, in other countries. It's different. Um, some countries, such as Ethiopia, are just starting. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they don't have, they don't even have the law in place. Um, they, and the and the and the industry players there don't don't have the know-how. So it will it will be a long journey. Uh, other countries, such as uh, Uganda, have started slowly. Um, I think the the compliance is very very low there uh, as compared to. Uh, to Kenya. So they are, we, we are not on track. Um, I think there are there, countries that are ahead of others than um, they have been learning. I hope there will be cross-country uh, learning. Uh, but even in these countries, there is still a lot of effort that needs to be put to increase the, the compliance and, and ensure that the, the population is uh, getting the benefits of fortified
0: foods. <laughs> Going back to the beginning, can you tell me how did the non-profit start and in which countries you work?
1: Good question. Yes, it's, uh, the partnership The food solutions started in 2008, and it was as a result of a uh, challenge that was uh, thrown to one of our founders, uh, who by that time was uh, the CEO of General Mills, uh, one of the corporate partners that I mentioned, and Mr. Ken Powell, uh, who was the CEO of General Mills, was uh, attending the World Economic Forum uh, in Davos, Switzerland. Um, And in attendance uh, was uh, the late uh, Kofi Annan, a former UN Secretary General. uh, And during break, he walked to uh, Mr. Ken Powell and uh, threw a challenge to him, asked him, as CEO of one of the leading food companies in the world, what are you doing about food insecurity in Africa? And, and uh, Mr. Pa, uh, Ken Powell didn't have an answer. Uh, he told him, and, and the reason was General Mills was not doing anything uh, in Africa. In fact, they don't do uh, any business directly in Africa. So he he said to him, uh, we we are not doing anything, but come next year, um, I'll come back and answer that question about what we're back to to the U.S., put together a, a small team of uh, leaders from General Mills, uh, they they had some brainstorming sessions and then uh, started uh, sort of uh, by asking the volunteers to contribute money and they would contribute money. And they, they, those are employees from general and, and and leaders. Uh, they would contribute some money and they started buying food and shipping to Africa. And then at some point they realized this is not sustainable because, I mean, we can only do um, so much with this with this approach. I think through um, further brainstorming, they they had this idea of can we can our employees offer knowledge, or that's that's what makes the the difference in business, Um, and that Mm -hmm. was the the genesis of of of, of PFS. And and as as the organisation grew, uh, they they realised that there is need to have uh, additional corporate partners. So over the years, there have been uh, bringing on board additional corporate partners uh, at different times, and then they also realize at some point that they they, they would need to have people on the ground, and that's how uh, people like us uh, were hired. Um, and and we have continued to grow uh, in the in the last uh, ten ten twelve years. Uh, so currently we have uh, projects we are supporting um, food companies in twelve countries in sub-Saharan Africa.
0: Your board of directors comprises veterans from the companies like Cargill, General Mills, DSM, uh, but PFS also has a team of full-time staff based in the US, and then partner field staff like yourself. Can you tell us more about the organization's setup?
1: Yes, I can. So we we have, as you rightfully said, we have uh, a a board of directors uh, that's comprised of um, um uh, senior leaders uh, from our corporate partners um and then we have a, a CEO who is the head of the organization and he, he reports to the to the board of directors um other uh, uh, the CEO we have uh, senior directors who take care of uh, uh, different functions um and then functional directors and in functions i'm talking about hr i'm talking about finance i'm talking about uh, operations uh, so we have that and then in the field, we have uh, two directors, regional program directors. So there's myself and my, my peer in um, in uh, Western Africa, who sits in, in Accra. And then under us, we have um, the country managers. So We have country managers, a number of country managers. For example, in Kenya, we have two country managers that uh, manage specific portfolios. Uh, mm-hmm. In in uh, Uganda we have uh, country managers who also take care of Rwanda. The same in West Africa, Ghana, Cote d'Ivoire, and Ivory Coast, uh, and and Zambia. So those are the, the the people who are the nexus. The country managers are the people who are are the nexus between uh, the food companies in Africa uh, uh-huh. and the volunteer experts who support these food companies. Uh, in addition to that, uh, for other functions such as uh, operations, we have. Um, uh, uh, program associates who are, sort of take care of the the admin, the administrative aspects of the right. of the organisation and the work that we do. So that's uh, that's the way uh, we are organised as, a, as a, an organisation.
0: Does PFS have hopes to extend its program to other countries within Africa?
1: We do. Uh, our, our most uh, recent entra- um, entrant um, is, is Cameroon. So we just started working in uh, in Cameroon. Uh-huh. We are in discussions with other uh, partners uh, that would see us go to uh, some additional additional countries. Uh, I should also mention that we have other partnerships um, where we, we we have other partnerships uh, where we don't have PFS offices. But definitely, in the in the coming years, I would see us uh, work in additional countries where we, we we have not touched. We have already been approached by the likes of uh, Democratic uh, Republic of Congo (DRC), um, specifically actually to support them uh, with fortification. So we might uh, see a way of uh, if, even if it's remote uh, support to to these countries. But yes, we we would definitely be uh, expanding to other countries.
0: And if other companies in the food industry want to get involved, how do they do that?
1: We do have uh, a a function we call corporate partnerships engagement and we have a colleague based in our uh, uh, HQ uh, who takes care of that. Um so he's and, and I know we have uh, um, we, we're making efforts to bring on board um, additional uh, corporate partners, uh, one or two I think we're thinking about, uh, one or two additional corporate partners. So I would say, I mean, if uh, a corporate partner, uh, a food uh, a company, a the global food company would like to to, to get involved uh, through mm. PFS, uh, the starting point would be to get in touch with us. Um, and and I'll I say my, my colleague, Jimmy Petcher, uh, who takes care of that would be, um, you know, the, the, the person to contact. But I mean, they should okay. feel free to to con- contact PFS generally, um, uh, and and we we'll make that we we'll make that consideration.
0: As East Africa Program Director, can you tell me about your specific responsibilities and the projects that you are working on? that's uh,
1: yeah that's a great question so we, I, I i support as i alluded to earlier i support uh, the teams that are working directly with the uh with the food companies on the on the ground so I have a team in uganda as i said i have a team in uh, in kenya here I have a team in uh, in lusaka zambia as well so those are the people that i'm working with to make sure that one they understand the objectives of the organization um, as they evolve at any given time and then make sure that they they have everything that they need uh, to meet those objectives. And uh, generally, uh, our overarching objective is to see improved food security, nutrition, and economic development. So on a day-to-day basis, I'm uh, working to support the team towards that. In addition, we have have the responsibility of uh, representing the field facing uh, needs of the organization, uh, so to speak. To the senior t- uh, leadership team so understanding helping that team understand what works and what doesn't work um on the on the ground and uh, and getting that support uh, you know back to the to the to the team here so coordinating at that level uh and also working uh directly with the with the team um and i also support specific companies so I have a portfolio of uh, six food companies that I'm working with directly. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, at least to to make sure that I have visibility over uh, things as, uh, as they evolve. So uh, managing a portfolio of companies, supporting the team of program managers, and then um, working with, with on some responsibilities at uh, senior leadership level.
0: What is the long-term aim of PFS? Where do you see yourself, say, in five years from now?
1: Yeah, I mean, great, great question again. So uh, two years ago, we started uh, on a journey uh, with a hypothesis that we want to build a cohort of uh, 200 plus uh, food companies across Africa, most promising, high potential, the ones that have the greatest pro- propensity for, for growth and impact. Um, and um, it's, it's we are towards the end of year two, and I'm proud to say that we are almost at that number of, of two, 200. So this cohort, Will create mm-hmm. um, employment for thousands. Uh, it will create market for millions of farmers. It will create. Uh, it will be a training ground for hundreds of uh, uh, food industry uh, mm-hmm. experts. We we have a program that uh, links uh, recent graduates to to these companies for a year we have a program that mentors these leaders. so we have a cohort of as we crowd in all these services that we are offering this is the impact this is the cohort that we want to uh, to create and build at some point as the as when all the fundamentals are taken care of we'll be looking at being the link between this cohort of 200 plus with other Other players, stakeholders in the industry who will be interested in working with them and I'm thinking about governments. We have already started talking with the regional economic uh, blocks, so what can can they do with this cohort? We are thinking of uh, financial investors, so who are are the investors who will be interested in working with this cohort of 200? Uh, We're thinking of development partners, who are the development partners who will be looking at, you know, implementing programs and with this cohort of 200 plants, that is really, you know, uh, uh, promising and uh, that has the propensity for growth, that I'm, I, I'm saying, and that has the support of PFS. What can these development partners do with them? Uh, we are thinking of other global uh, food companies who would be interested in uh, mergers and acquisitions. So are, are there opportunities for, you know, additional financing um, and investments to come from these, um, you know, other you know, players in the in the food industry who would have that interest. So that's that's what we are doing now. So in the in the in the in the, in the next five years, I see us now exploring that very actively um, and mm-hmm. and taking these companies to the to the next level.